Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what's new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Having just been at a conference where Dr. Dale Bredesen, author of The End of Alzheimer's and his latest book, The First Survivors Speak in Their Own Words, I am re-inspired to tell you about the fabulous research that's going on in the treatment of dementia, improving brain health, memory, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and just plain old cognitive decline as we age. So I thought I'd revisit this for all of my friends who are interested in health, taking control of your future health so you can stay sharp and independent. The world needs your wisdom. What I really love is research is showing that mental decline isn't something we have to expect as we age. It is possible to stay really sharp. According to the latest research, we have control by paying attention to removing the causes that actually destroy our health in so many ways. Diet, exercise, stress management, sleep, brain exercises, toxin avoidance, those dementogens that I talk about, and yes, even the use of special supplements. Some of them come right out of Ayurvedic medicine over 5,000 years in the making. So today, I'm going to put it all together again, give you the strategies to stay cognitively sharp to 100. You know what I say, I want to live to be 100 know I'm there and glad I'm there. And here's how I intend to do it. And I guess I really want to encourage you to make those changes you need to make so you can too. Because in this day and age, it's not going to just happen. You know, there's things we have to do, things we, we have to know, things we have to avoid, and you can't start too soon. Your brain is growing till about age 25. Then at age 35, it starts to shrink. And then by the time you hit 70, it is shrinking exponentially. So yike, what can you say? You can't start too soon. In fact, I have never seen so many people complaining of memory issues. My observations are not uncommon. Researchers say that we need to be prepared to see a rapid rise in the rate of Alzheimer's because this COVID virus can cause low-grade inflammation in the brain that leads to cognitive decline. In fact, if you know anybody that's got the long hauler syndrome post-COVID, researchers and specialty clinics are saying that brain fatigue and cognitive problems are similar to those they've seen in Lyme's disease, Epstein-Barr, and other viruses. Viral aftereffects are not uncommon. But you add that to what we already know about the stress of isolation, insomnia, high-carb comfort foods, and all of those toxins, it's going to persist, and will it lead to dementia? We don't know. But if you talk to many of these recovering COVID patients, they're going to tell you that brain issue is real. So what can we do? Well, 
If you're looking for the magic pill, I'm sorry, there isn't one magic pill. But the good news is that according to a ton of new research, there's a lot we can do to prevent and maybe even reverse this disease through natural means, including diet and lifestyle, even if cognitive decline is genetic. If you think it runs in your family, you know, it's not really correct. I think this whole genetic research has given the public the wrong impression about the power of genetics. I think it can make you feel like fate, you're doomed, but that's simply not true. We found this in most diseases. Even if there's a genetic component, it's nowhere near fate. You know, you take cancer. We think that it's less than 5 to 10% genetic. Even then, those genes have to be activated. And with Alzheimer's disease, yeah, there is that APOE4 variant and others that increase your risk, but it's not assured. You know, if, if you have no copies of APOE gene, your risk for Alzheimer's is about 9%. If you have one copy, it's going to be about 30%. Even if you have two copies, the risk is only about 50%. So you see there's a large percentage of people with double APOE4 that have no signs of dementia. Like we say, genetics loads the gun, but what you do daily pulls the trigger. I think that's empowering. You are in the driver's seat. You know, you've got to drive though. You got to watch the road or you're going to go off, you know? So the key lifestyle areas, the markers on the road, the ones you got to pay attention to are the same ones I talk about all the time. The rules of biology are the rules of the road, diet and lifestyle. We are discovering the most powerful things are diet and lifestyle. And it's not only Bredesen's work, it's the researchers, Drs. Dean and Aisha Sherzai at a really large university study found that diet and lifestyle makes up for 95% of reversing decline. And it's really clear Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia are strongly related to lifestyle choices. You know, in addition to Bredesen, you've got Perlmutter, you've got Hyman, you've got Gottfried, Kat Toops, Drs. Hathaway, and others that are really researching it they're clinicians, it's, they're authors, they're just showing the way. Researchers have always been way ahead of how medicine practices. And it may be even more of a battle because in this case, there is no pharmaceutical company that's going to benefit. With the latest drug that's been approved by the FDA, it showed a 22% slowing of decline, but no improvement. All 11 of the FDA experts said it shouldn't be approved, but the FDA went ahead and approved it, and the company's stock skyrocketed. It's all about income, not outcome, not results. With diet and lifestyle therapy, where there's not a lot of money to be made, 80 to 84% show improvement. That's not just slowing decline. So you see why I'm excited. You know, these people go back to work. Some of them even start new careers. They totally reverse the client. The earlier you start the program, the better, of course. No drug, no drug has ever shown improvement. They just slow decline, maybe. I didn't what I want. I don't want to have 10 years of Alzheimer's decline turn into 20 
when you have a good chance of reversing it. That's why it's so exciting. You know, Bredesen's research for decades was on Alzheimer's disease. The outcome of that research was that there's no one cause. In fact, there may be almost 20 causes. If you focus on one thing, one pill, one problem, you're going to miss it. His analogy is, if you've got a bad roof with a lot of holes, when you replace one shingle or patch one hole, it's not going to cure the problem. His program is called the Recode, and it runs, you know, a special panel of lab tests that cover the wide spectrum of causes. Insulin, inflammation, hormones, toxins, sleep, circulation, trauma, injury. Go to his website, apollohealthco.com, and you can read more about it. So much research and hope going on today. It's not just me. It isn't just obscure doctors who are giving people hope. The most respected thought leaders of the day You know, it's what we're saying. This is a crisis, and we don't want to wait to start preventing the problems once they start. It's better. When you start seeing a little brain fog or memory lapses, you need to take control and get your brain and your health back on track. Because Alzheimer's disease is not a mysterious, untreatable brain disorder. It is being shown in research that it is a reversible illness that has many factors. Even the conservative National Institute of Aging states that as we age, there's many factors within our control. Adequate sleep, reduced stress, regular exercise, healthy diet, creating new experiences, and I have to add, avoiding toxins, those dementogens. All the things that I always talk about on my website, debfor.com. So the first one, let's talk about sleep. Again, I've done whole shows on this. And I myself had to become a real student of sleep. It is so important to get eight hours of good restorative sleep or you're increasing your risk of dementia. The brain actually detoxifies as your sleep. And it's also a time your brain consolidates memories. There is a system that we have discovered called the glymphatic system that's responsible for clearing out the beta amyloid plaque and other toxins as you sleep. If you have sleep apnea, that's a real devil because it's robbing your brain of the detoxification, but also the oxygen. Also important is to know many of the drugs used for sleep may be increasing your risk for dementia. Ambien, Sonata, Lunesta, good quality sleep, you need it. Chronic sleep deprivation is going to increase your risk for dementia by up to 30%. So there's some basics, you know, you gotta pay attention to the eight hours of sleep, maybe create a bedtime routine, you know, soothing music, hot baths, avoiding alcohol exercise or a computer, any of those blue screens for about three hours before you go to sleep and no caffeine afternoon, you know, it works. You might also try some stress relieving yoga stretches. I love supplements like magnesium, valerian, melatonin, L-theanine, sleep, important. Now stress, also important. Hormones absolutely contribute to cognitive decline. Cortisol binds to the cells in the brain's hippocampus, that area that's responsible converting new experiences into memory. It disrupts that. So stress hormones actually are inflammatory to the brain and will impair memory literally causing the brain to shrink. With over 75% of doctor's visits 
being caused or being contributed to stress-related conditions, we have to pay attention to this. You know, do some stress-relaxing techniques. Rewire the brain. Really important to learn to be in a state of relaxation. I love ashwagandha, rhodiola, valerian, and so many more. Check my other shows for this information on stress. Also, exercise may have as much as a 50% reduction in Alzheimer's disease. According to Harvard Health, exercise helps memory and thinking through direct and indirect means. So the old adage that we're only as young as our feet is really true. The direct benefits of exercise come from reducing insulin resistance. You hear me say that a lot. Insulin resistance is the devil. But also inflammation. And it stimulates BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, that miracle growth fertilizer for the neurons. Indirectly, exercise also improves mood and, and sleep and reduces stress and anxiety. So many things. So I encourage you, with your doctor's approval, to start at least walking briskly. Kind of work up to 30 minutes a day. And if you can multitask while walking, like talking with somebody, bouncing a ball, listening to music, that also pushes those brain synapses a little bit. So choose something you enjoy, schedule it in. The body simply has to move. It is a rule of biology. Another way to boost memory, you know I had to say it, diet. Just like exercise and stress relief and good sleep, diet helps to protect and rebuild memory. UCLA study that was published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychology found Mediterranean diet is one of the main lifestyle factors to keep the brain from developing those plaque and the tau tangles and the development of Alzheimer's disease. In the TUBES clinical trial, they found that even lowering the carbs had a much greater benefit. So number one recommendation I always make is to start lowering carbs with that extended overnight fast, like the intermittent fasting, that enhances the brain function. Of course, a lot of colorful fruits and vegetables, low or no grains, nothing refined, no sugar. What research has found interesting, I love this, people who adhere to a true Mediterranean diet had a larger amount of gray matter in the hippocampus, that memory center. They had better memory, less amyloid, less tau protein in comparison to those that did not follow it. And what's really interesting is these benefits persisted even when they corrected for the APOE4 status, that gene that's supposed to be increasing your risk status. So, you know, we're not talking about the bread and pasta. We're talking about all the veggies and the good oils and the good proteins. So the next thing, toxins. Many toxins are labeled dementogens. A lot of research on certain compounds, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides are toxic to the nervous system. That's how it works on the pests. So you don't want to get in the way of all of those that are affecting the nervous system. I mean, you ever spray a bug and see what happens to them? Well, if you're exposed to those toxins, same thing is going on in your brain. So eat organic as much as possible. 
Download the app, either Skin Deep or the Environmental Working Group, ewg.org, has the Think Dirty. Both apps allow you to scan the barcode and see if the product is good to use. Put your detective cap on and look for all the potential exposures you have. Cosmetics, household cleaners, yard chemicals, all those things. Shocking fact, the Red Cross found, and this was 10 years ago, newborn umbilical cord showed 287 known toxins. 210 of these in the newborn umbilical cord were neurotoxins. Not good. So those are the toxin in a nutshell. Brain exercise, you know, your brain is not a muscle, but it can atrophy and shrink if you don't exercise it. So do all sorts of things. Do not rely on your phone to remember everything. Stretch your brain. You know, the more you use it, the better it's going to be. Keeping things sharp. You don't want to get complacent. Now, finally, the supplements that have been showing up glowingly in research And some of them have proven the test of time. Many of them, Ayurvedic medicine, like I say, 5,000 years old. Pretty good safety trial, I'd say. These supplements maybe give us a shortcut to success, but they don't really make up for bad diet and lifestyle. They supplement. You know, a lot of people, you know, 80% of Americans are deficient in magnesium. Super important. And they can, these deficiencies can increase your dementia risk. Omega-3 and the DHA fatty acids. A lot of research on this. You really need a lot of DHA and EPA. B12, folate, vitamin D. And then the ones, you know, those you can pretty much get in the ultra-prevented two daily and the Barleen's one and done. Not expensive, but super important to prevent over-deficiencies. Then there's some really cool nootrophics like whole coffee fruit extract and, of course, turmeric extract, curcumin, my favorite, MCT oil. You know, just plain old organic coffee is associated with reduced risk. Carry a whole line of these nootrophics that target the special brain and mood needs. Check out the display at the shop. Don't let brain fog and brain fatigue get a foothold. The earlier you start with prevention, the better your results. So whether you're a student looking to enhance retention, a senior having those senior moments, or someone just trying to excel at work and stay sharp, or maybe a busy parent trying to run a household and being pulled in a million directions, 21st century disease requires 21st century treatment. So hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. It's been my pleasure to bring this groundbreaking information to you. As always, you can listen to this or other shows on my website, debford.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.